Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the Mike and Matt Show. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is very exciting today. Yes, it is. What do you have in store for us? We have a special guest for you. We are wrapping up season one, which has been an incredible season. We've had amazing guests. We've talked about tons, varying uh, different types of subjects. But today, we have a very special individual. You know who we're bringing on today? No, who is it? Mr. Pace Morby, host. Yeah, Yahweh, host of the A&E's most popular TV show, Triple Digit Flip. Pace is also one of the most creative real estate investors on the planet. He also just put out a book, Wealth Without Cash. And this is all about creative finance, how to get deals done without using banks. And I'm really, really excited about it today. Are you? So am I. I'm really excited. Well, I think what we'll, we'll do is we'll get right into it and uh, let's get started. Michael. Yeah. We got a special guest here today on the Mike and Matt show. Pace, thank you so much for spending the time here today. I'm looking forward to going through a, a ton of stuff with you, but welcome to the show. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate the time and the ability to share with your guys' audience how they can make money in this business. And um, I was just thinking about how great our partnership has been and how it's just kind of the beginning of where we're heading. And really, if I could go back and start real estate meetups, getting in this business all over again, I would have changed a lot of things and I would have made it a lot more simple for myself. So I look forward to sharing some of those things today on this episode. Beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, let's just get right into it. I think, you know, uh, Matt and I were chatting for, for days um, about your interview here and we had a couple, I don't know, things that we don't know about you that we wanted to know and to help understand the journey to this place. I think one of the things we talk about a lot on this, on our podcast, when we have people on is the journey, right? Like, you know, we bring on a lot of people who are already at the pinnacle or at the, the top of what they're doing. And I find that a lot of people are just so interested in how they get there because there's so much grit and determination and failure and success and then failure again, that always happens. And I think, you know, I always like to peel back the curtain there and say, Hey, like it's a tough road. It's not super easy to get to the top or get to someplace great or get to someplace successful. And there's a lot of determination that has to get, um, yeah, that has to get and you there. Thank goodness. It isn't easy to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Cause you otherwise know, you, everybody, yeah. So many people are like, where's the easy button? What's the easier way to do this? How do I do and accomplish the things that I want to accomplish? You know, looking up to maybe like a Patrick Bet David or a Joe Rogan or this or that, like the pinnacle of success in podcasting would be Joe Rogan. So people are like, how do I just press the easy button and become that person? Right. And I always say, thank God it's hard because the reality is the people that when you realize all you have to do, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be ultimately intelligent. You just have to outlast everybody else. And you wake up one day after 24 months, 48 months, 60 months, whatever it is. And you're like, I'm the only one standing. And so a lot of people need to understand I'm not smarter than necessarily anybody else. I just was determined and I outlasted everybody else that said, this is hard. I'm going to go to the easy route. I'm going to take the easier path. And when you understand that that's the equation, you wake up every day and you go, what is the obstacle? Because the obstacle is the way. And I walk directly into, into every single obstacle. I do the hard things every single day. So um, for the people out there just starting out, like it's hard. Good. I'm glad it's hard. Because that means there is no such thing as competition. Literally, there's no such thing as competition. All of these friends of mine that I hang out with and we make money together in real estate and lending and all these things, People always ask, aren't those people your competition? I go, no, those are the only people that outlasted. And so there's only 12 of us. So of course, I'm not going to look at those people as my competition. Otherwise, I'd have no friends. <laughs> so um, it really is about outlasting people. And part of that is just being really dumb. You know, I was talking to Ed Milet before he went on stage the other day. And he said, man, if I could tell myself, everything that I had to go through to ultimately become worth half a billion dollars. Would I have done that if I knew what it was going to take? And his answer to himself was no. If I told myself everything I was going to have to go through, I would have just said, you know, what? I'm going an easier route because that is hard. And um, it is hard. So for me, it was just outlasting everybody else and just showing up every single day. But most important thing is I did find what I was obsessed with 
and what I loved. And so when I did wake up and I put in 12 hour days, 14 hour days, some day, some days, 20 hour days, not often, but you know, five, 10 times a year, I was doing it and it was giving me energy and it still does give me energy every single day doing what I do. So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. I found the thing I'm highly passionate about. So long days, determination, grit, outlasting everybody else was not really a challenge to be honest. So with you, with your grit and you talk about consistency and I think that is consistency from all the different people that we've had on in our first season, consistency has been one of the big words that people bring up. It doesn't, it's action, uh, consistently taking action. Were you always that type of person even before real estate? Like what, what did you do before you got into real estate? Like, were you always this version of you? Or does, was there something else that cata, the catalyst that turned you into the version of PCR Yeah, I've always today? been this person. That's amazing. Not the real estate version you guys know, but just determined and knowing that I wanted something. I remember when I was much younger, like 12 years old, I was walking down the street with my brother, Corbin, who's no longer alive, and his best friend. We were walking to a gas station. And his friend, who's 10 years old at the time, goes, man, you're going to be so rich one day. You, just the way you talk, what you're, you're always like determined to do something. There's never a, a moment where you're not doing something. You just can't relax. And he says, one day you're going to have a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because at that time you thought that that was like the pinnacle of success is the car, right? And mm-hmm. so I've always had the determination. I always knew that life was so abundant. And my biggest fear, honestly, is not touching every possible opportunity I can. I have major FOMO all the time. I'm looking at other people. I'm like, how did, oh my gosh, they're in this location. They're doing this thing. Oh my gosh, I got to do more. I got to be more. I got to have more. And I, that's always been part of me. The problem is I was putting all my energy in the wrong vehicle, right? In the wrong vehicle for me and what I'm specifically talking about is I was a contractor for a very long time, which is a dead end job. Um, and I do call it, call it a job, even though I did own my own business, I call it a job because it was just a high paid job. I had to show up more than I ha- I have to now. I had to deal with way more crap than I have to do to now. And now when people look at me and they look at my long days and they go, man, you need a vacation. I go, dude, my whole entire life is a vacation. I no longer have to be a contractor. I mean, you're talking about FOMO. I mean, I, I follow you and like every day you're somewhere amazing. And it's like, yeah. I feel like I have the FOMO. It's like, I want to be where Pace is right now. You're in oh, Montana, yeah, I do have a, I have a great Arizona, life. California. You're, you're just everywhere that's amazing. We did 110 cities in 2023. Yeah. That's anyone, in only 47 weeks. We went to 110 cities. If anyone wants to know where Pace is, you actually have a website called yeah. whereispace.com. It was that, so frequent, like people asking me so much, where are you going next? Where are you going next? Where are you going next? I go, just go to whereispace.com. And, a lot and of times I just made it know. a Google sheet and I just lined out like every possible way that you could meet me in person so that people just track it now. And they, oh, I see you in April. Okay, great. I'm signing up for that thing. Oh, I see you coming in August. Like now in our next planning meeting for the company, we will plan the next 18 months of my schedule because now we're doing it much larger and bigger and more efficient and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you can always go to whereispace.com. My, even my wife goes to whereispace.com <laughs> to find out where I'm going. But even with that, I feel like you're always just like finding even new stuff that wasn't pre, pre-planned. Like I'm always finding you're just like, I'm just here today. I want to meet people, which I think is, oh, yeah, is, yeah. is incredible. The amount that yeah, you want to meet people. I don't want to feel tied down, right? Like I never wanted to feel like, I'll give you a good example. We'll be flying into Atlanta, for example, and let's say we have a meetup that night. So we'll fly in, we land at nine, and I have a couple of things planned. I want to stop by some properties, maybe eat some peach cobbler, whatever. But then I'll put on Instagram stories like, who wants to, who randomly, some random person, I want you to come pick me up from the airport, and I want to have you take me on some of your appointments in your business. I want you to take me to your office, and I want to dissect your problems And so we've always left the randomness involved and we never know where we're going to end up and what is going to end up happening. Of course, we always end up at the meetup or we end up at the thing I'm supposed to go to, but between landing and showing up to the meetup, 
we leave it up to just chance. It's really interesting you bring that up. So you're, you're going out, you're mentoring people. Was that something that you got on your way up? Did you have somebody that was mentoring you at any no. point in your journey? No. No mentors? No mentors. I did have, I had some awesome mentors, but like seven years of me telling myself, I'm going to get started. I'm going to get started one day. I remember talking to my wife as I was working on this big apartment complex as a contractor. And I was like, one day we're going to own one of these apartment complexes. Just mark my words. We're going to do it. Then seven years of saying I was going to get started. Finally, a woman showed up. Her name's Bethany Willis. This is back in 2013. So she shows up. She says, why are you a contractor? It's a dead end job. You're a slave to my business. What are you doing? I said, I don't know. I don't know how to get the money. Ironic that you and I are talking right now. But I was like, I didn't know where to get the money. And now it's ironic that you, your team and, and us have built Alpha Gator. It's ironic that 10 years later, now it's like, I control the money and I teach other people how to control the money. But my biggest hesitation was like, I don't know where the money comes from. She's like, okay, great. I'll solve that in three minutes. Here's where the money comes from. I'm like, okay. She goes, okay, you have endless access to capital. Now what? And I go, I guess I don't know where the deals come from. So she made me pull out my phone and yeah, you know, you're, it's a good question. Cause she really, the way she did this to me is how I now show up in a lot of people's lives, realizing that people and only listen to so many podcasts, watch so many YouTube videos, read so many books. They need physical interaction where people meet each other, connect, vibrate together. Our molecules need to feel other people's molecules to feel attached to a cause. And that's why these meetups started happening. But Bethany is her name. Helped me get my first deal. I write about, I write about her in my first chapter of my book and just how much she helped me. But then what I did, she wasn't like a mentor that you pay. She was just a mentor, right? Then I went and hired a mentor to teach me creative finance because I was doing creative finance deals, but I was learning it from my title rep who was also another mentor of mine, Eileen Brown. And she was like, you need more help. Like, I can't be a slave to your business. You can't just be coming in here every day and asking me to whiteboard things for you. Like, you need to go hire somebody. So I went and hired a guy here in Phoenix, Arizona. I paid him 50 grand just to find out this guy had not done a deal in like 10 plus years. His mentorship was like three months long. Then after three months, you had to pay like $2,000 a week to stay. It was just, that's all I knew because that's what I was interfaced with, right? And so the way I show up now is I do so many free things. Our YouTube channel is free. Our creative finance Facebook page is free. I do so many meetups for free. I do all these things for free to basically obliterate and wash out the wash-ups in this business. Trying to get rid of these people that are charging $50,000 for a three-month mentorship when my mentorship is lifelong and ever-growing and ever-changing and it's an actual community of people connecting with each other. So yeah, all my previous experiences with people really made, made me show up the way I currently show up. So that specific moment with that, with the guy you pay 50 grand to, is that, is that where your passion for this giving to the community came from? Is this that where you're like, listen, I have knowledge and I need to give it to somebody and I have to do it a better way than was done before. Was it that moment where you're like, this is, this system is nuts. I don't want to. Uh, no, my passion for teaching and like mentoring people came from being in a household of 12 kids and I was the third oldest. So I had nine siblings underneath me changing diapers, doing all the things. My parents, were really good about giving us chores and responsibilities. And part of those chores and responsibilities were teaching the kids underneath us to do their chores and their responsibilities. So that was just a way of life for me. And then you get older and you go into business and people try and keep their secrets really close. Like, I'm not going to teach you this. I'm not going to do that for you. Construction was one of the most cutthroat businesses I've ever been in because the natural job style is, let's say I go get a homeowner that calls me off my website and they say, I want a renovation estimate. I have a budget of a hundred grand. What is that lady going to do? She's going to go and get three estimates. She's going to bid them all against each other, manipulate them, lie to them so that one contractor comes in and tries to be the lowest person. And ultimately he cons her into doing all these change orders and bleeding her to death until she's, her budget is actually 125 grand, right? Welcome to construction. I just gave you a summary of construction, but 
I would go to other contractors and go, how do we collaborate? How do we hang out? Let's go play golf together. Let's do this. And dude, all they wanted to do was steal from me. And some of them would even ask me, why are you trying to hang out with your competition? I'm like, I want to learn from you. Oh, you want to steal my shit? That's what their attitude was. And when I met Bethany, Bethany took me to a meetup. It was a little 20-person real estate meetup. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is like the way I was raised, collaborating and helping people and passing things on to the next person and, you know, helping each other out. But to real estate's benefit, real estate is one of the greatest businesses ever. And this is, includes lending and title and all the, all the 59 people that make money on a real estate transaction. That's the difference in construction versus real estate is that in construction, there was only one contractor that was getting that job. And we're not splitting it. It's not like, hey, man, I really like you. You're my buddy. You do 50 grand and then my construction will do 50 grand. There's insurance and this and crews and workman's comp and all this stuff that convolutes and makes all that money. But in real estate, it's this beautiful environment where 20 people can make money on the same freaking transaction. The private money lender, the JV person, the person that found the deal can assign it to the person that ends up buying it. The agent can be involved, the title, the escrow. There's the transaction coordinator. All these people can make money on one deal. And I felt like I made it into the promised land when I met Bethany. I was like, this is great. Then I ventured out on my own with Bethany, away from Bethany. She encouraged me to do so. She retired. Her and her husband moved to San Diego. And I started doing deals on my own, tons and tons of deals on my own. And I ran into a deal that a lead came in from Denver, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona home. Seller lived in Denver. It was a second home. He was wanting to retire. His wife is getting ill, has all these issues. And he's like, I just got to offload this property. So I get this lead. I don't have anybody to help me. The seller says, I won't sign the contract with you unless you meet me in person in Denver. I was like, what? Like, was what this 1920? Like, we have mobile notaries. He's like, well, I'm not doing business with the mobile notary, am I? I'm doing business with you. You get your ass over here and put eyeball to eyeball. I was like, okay, I respect that. So I went on a website that they call themselves a community. They are not a community. They are a forum. And it's just, I, I go on that forum and I go, hey guys, I need help. I've got this deal. Here's the situation. Who wants to joint venture with me? Who wants to share this deal with me? And I had a guy basically stab me in the back. He took the printout of my post from the forum to the seller's house. and was like, look, this guy Pace is not really trying to buy the house. He's trying to JV and wholesale this deal. Seller calls me, tells me about it, still gives me an opportunity to come up there and meet with him. I go all the way up to Denver to meet him. I had to drive there because it was too late for me to get a flight. I drive 16 hours, frustrated and pissed off that somebody stabbed me in the back. I then signed the contract and on the 16 hour drive back from Denver to Phoenix, Arizona, I create this whole ecosystem in my mind of how do we collaborate as a community in real estate and oust all the troublemakers and the, ser the serpents that are stabbing people in the back. So I get home, the first thing I did is I started doing local meetups of my own. I started taking people in my Prius. I started, I was like, I could either complain about the people that stabbed me in the back or I can create an ecosphere in an environment that protects me from those, those people that our environment in this community is so freaking awesome that if somebody acts up, they get kicked out and it'll be the worst day of their professional life of getting kicked out of this amazing ecosphere. So I went to work. And first thing I did was I went on Instagram stories. This is when I had like 3,000 followers. I now have like half a million on Instagram, which is crazy. And... I make a post on Instagram stories and I go, hey, if anybody wants to just get in my Prius with me on Saturday, I'll take you to all my appointments. You can meet my attorneys. You can meet my contractors. I'll show you every part of the business. I'll show you how to lock up contracts. And nobody showed up. And so I did it the next week. Three people showed up. I did it the next week. 63 people showed up. It was crazy. I said, okay, I can't take people in my car anymore. This is problematic. So what I'll do is I'll just start doing a Friday meetup at my office and I'll order a taco truck and I'll feed people. So I would whiteboard for people. And all of a sudden, the parking lot's full of 300 people, 400 people. Now I have the landlord of my office and I'm renting like, dude, you can't do this here anymore. This is getting out of hand. And I, the minute I knew there was something crazy going on is when 
I had somebody fly in from Portugal to come to our meetup. Portugal, the country Portugal. Portugal. I mean, you guys have been to my New Jersey. I think, did you guys go to the New Jersey meetup? Uh, yeah, we've been to that, and we also went to, um, it was uh, the big conference. Dealmaker? Yeah, we were Dealmakers. Yeah, so the day, the day before Dealmaker, we had a big meetup, and 1,100 people showed up in New Jersey. That came from a guy trying to screw me, and I taking it upon myself to say, I'm going to build something that protects the people that want to be in this, this environment, in this community. And so four years later, 1,100 people show up. We get shut down by the police because the meetups get so big. But um, it was just taking matters in my own hands and saying, I want to build something that I remember as being a child, as a community and people that share ideas and pass the torch along rather than try and hold all of the heat for themselves. And it got out of control. People started now asking me to speak all over the country. And that compounded and compounded and compounded. And I go, oh, crap, I better be good. I better get better at telling stories. I, I better get better at speaking on stage. And then I started creating new pathways and new ways for people to make money that didn't even exist when I got into the business because I was like, if I could just help an earlier version of myself, I can win this game. And so everything I do and everything that's in my mind is how can I help Pace Morby from seven years ago? That's amazing. So Mike, I got to, the importance of community, I, you've touched on it. And I think we all, discuss the importance of how empower, how impactful and also how powerful community is the fact that you're you're providing this abundance mentality to other people versus this scarcity mindset that a lot of people have like you were talking about with contracting with your community you're dealing with a lot of first-time investors what would you say you were talking about seven years before the young pace young investor mm -hmm. pace for a newer investor what do you think is probably the most paralyzing thing for someone who's approaching real estate for the first time? I have no value. I can't collaborate with people if I don't have something to give them. What, who am I? Imposter syndrome. Analysis paralysis because you don't know yourself and you don't know which pathway to choose. So for example, it's like sitting down in front of a Monopoly board and you're about to play Monopoly with your friends and you get to choose like one of those 10 characters, right? But, you know, it's like the race car and the thimble and the thing and whatever else. You get that, right? And you get to choose your avatar essentially. Okay, well, what if you added the complexity of the fact that each one of those now has different benefits, different downfalls. They move differently. The, the dice mean when they roll the die and they get a six, it doesn't mean six. It means a five. Okay, so now you got a lot of complexity. So that simple fact of choosing the thimble over the race car is now a debilitating task because it's like, well, dang, who I choose actually matters. And what do I mean by that? In this game of real estate, in this game of finance, there are so many ways to succeed. Some of them require no money. Some of them require no skill. Some of them require a lot of skill because you have to explain something challenging. Others are really good for people who are administratively minded. For example, transaction coordinator can make $500,000 a year being a TC, yet I could never be successful at that because I hate paperwork. Yet going out and knocking doors is also a very specific personality trait that 99% of people will never have, nor do they want that. Yet the 1% that should be out there knocking doors and saving people from foreclosure, nobody helps them identify that that's who they are, that that's their avatar. And so you have to stop and think, what is my avatar? What am I trying to accomplish? For example, I'll get a stay-at-home mom. She'll go join a mentorship that's all about cold calling people and just hammering the phone all day long. I'm like, do not do that. That's not your avatar. You're choosing the wrong character to start the game with. And because of that, you get paralyzed. Who am I? What should I do? How should I take my personal characteristics and apply it to this game of real estate and finance is actually the hardest part of real estate and finance. So when people get into real estate, I think that's a, a really good point that sometimes 
people start off with the wrong path. And because of 99 percent of the time, they and start because off with the of wrong that, path. then they get deterred. They get frustrated. But maybe they were just on the wrong path. There was there's multiple different paths. What would you recommend to somebody to do to avoid that from happening? Okay, so your avatar will always evolve. So first and foremost, remember that. I also have a very specific avatar training on my YouTube channel that identifies the 22 paths to get started. And it is so specific. It's a six hour video. It's basically an audio book just by itself. And it's me talking, giving examples on a whiteboard. And I can tell you that the people that take that training and they show up and they go to a meetup, here's what they end up doing. They go, hey, my avatar is a gator. What's your avatar? And now you're actually communicating finding out who the other person is that you're talking to rather than, hi, my name is Jim. My favorite color is blue and I've got two daughters. What's your name and what do you do? I think this is one of the most interesting and unique things that of all the people we've interviewed so far, they say about the thing that's paralyzing for a first timer. It's always, we always hear a lot of, you got to get out and get your first deal. You got to go out and be present. You got to go out. I think this is the first time I've heard somebody say, you need to know who you are, right? And I think- I think there's something really powerful behind that because you're right. I think everybody is useful in like, they all have value. Everybody, we're all valuable in different ways and we're all really good at different things. And I think you're, you have, you're hitting like such a, a, a button with me right now of like, once you know the, like who you are and what's going to motivate you, what's going to get you going, what's, what's going to make you keep coming back to it every day. Right. Cause if you, if you just go out and you're just like, I got to find deals and I just got to do something there's that moment where if it's not something that's going to make you excited every day that you're just going to be like, what am I, what have I done with, with my life so far? I've, I've tried all these things. Basically. Yeah. You feel like you're wasting all your time. Yeah. That, you know, Matt, I, I'm telling you, Matt, of everybody that is so unique and such an interesting avenue to figuring out not just real estate investing, but like that's, I mean, we're talking about real estate. Yeah, it's almost, like, it's almost like uh, it's a life moment. Right? When, I, when I was working in corporate America, one of the first things I had to do when I started my new job, I was a personal trainer at Lifetime, and you were taking this little course, and they made you do those Briggs, what's it called, the Briggs-Stratton test? Mm-hmm. And they make sure, it's a personality test, and basically it helps the manager or the leadership from your company help better identify what your strengths and weaknesses are. But you're basically like creating that for real estate pace where, because if you could spend, there's people that do wholesaling, there's people that do flipping, there's people that are realtors and maybe they were not actually meant to be in that position and they could have spent 20 years, five years, however, and their entire perception, because they always say perception's reality, their entire perception of what real estate is was based on that experience. But what you're doing is being able to help people identify it sooner so that their yeah. perception could be different. Also recalibrate them, right? If yeah. they've already been stuck, how to like recalibrate their mind. Oh guys, I, I'm so this I go even deeper. Here's here's how good this is. So I identified twenty two avatars that are all specific based on personality type, geo, geographical location, budget. Right. Like if I, if I don't have any money, but I want to get started, become a Gator, right? I can just go and deploy alpha Gator money into somebody else's deal. Boom. Done. Right. Other people don't even want to own real estate. What's funny is people buy real estate because like, this is what they told me to do. I got it. And then they wake up five years later, like, I hate this. And I end up buying all their properties on creative finance because they realize I never wanted to be a landlord. Right. So I have 22 avatars. Not only do I have avatars, I have merit badges that those avatars should go and earn as fast as possible, okay? So if I'm a unicorn realtor, I'll have 20 or 30 merit badges that take me 12 hours each to go earn that merit badge, much like a Boy Scout. So it's like, well, how do I know how to do, do you know how to tie knots, Mr. Boy Scout? Well, I do. Okay, do you have the merit badge? No, I don't. Okay, go get the freaking merit badge and get certified in tying knots and stop being so naughty. That's a pun. Um, so every single avatar we have has a series of merit badges that they get certified in a micro skill. So for example, if I'm a gator, one of my micro skills would be how do I build a team? 
How do I go out and get business? And I get certified in finding business and scaling my business is a whole nother micro uh, skill that I call a merit badge. So anybody out there that's an Eagle Scout or a Scout of any sort, you'll really resonate with the merit badges because you're like, oh, I earned something. I went through a syllabus, I earned a certificate, and I get a badge that I essentially wear with honor saying I accomplished this thing. Because, and here's why I do this. One, people don't know how to identify what they should be working on as a path. That's the first step. Like, okay, great. I am this. I am a unicorn realtor is one of my avatars. I am a gator, let's say, is one of my avatars. Perfect. What's my first step? Just because I, I, I freaking identified that I'm an avatar doesn't mean that I know my first step. And so a, a merit badge will give them the KPIs, like their daily activities of what they should be doing. And if they're not doing those daily activities, then they know what, where they're veering off. Other people, this is what other coaches ju just do. They go, cold call. Just cold call. Just pick up the phone. Just talk to people all day long. It's like, no, some people are not meant to do that. Some people are not meant to get on the phone. And I found this out by meeting a guy named Hunter Runyon. Never. In his first 200 real estate transactions, did he ever have to talk to a single person? He did everything through text message. Why? Because he was deathly afraid of talking to people. Okay, cool. Well, there's a pathway for that person. You got to identify it. So with the merit badges, what it does is it tells you exactly what to do. Why is that important? Because most people are venturing from the nine to five space into the entrepreneur space. It is a completely different mindset. And so when you teach people, all right, be a, an entrepreneur now, go out and do these things and build, 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 create, create, create. That is not what they've ever done in their life. Even though they have the creation DNA from God inside their body, they've never practiced creating things, creating what my schedule should look like. What should I work on? Where should I identify my best use of my time to make the most amount of money? They don't know this because they were in a nine to five job and the nine to five job told them when to show up, when to leave, how to clock in, how to clock out, when to go to lunch, what to do, and most importantly, what not to do. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. That's not your job. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's the world they lived in for 20 years, Right? And so they, you have to meet people where they're at, meaning tell me what I am and tell me exactly what I should do. And so when somebody ambiguously says, get out there and make it happen, I'm like, that person's going to fail. Yeah. So the, the fact that you've been able to create this community, you've been able to create a clear path to what you were just talking about with the 22 different avatars, figuring out who you are. You've also, you've been an incredible brander. I don't know if, you know, I would love to talk about just marketing and branding with you because I don't know if it's you. I don't know if you have an amazing team that does it, but it's, like. It, it, my two best employees were these two thumbs for about <laughs> seven years. What you've done with subject to your whole creative finance uh, umbrella and everything, and then also now Gator, when you created that, could you tell us a little bit about what was the, the sub two and then also how you got to Gator and how you've been building them so that they both can work in conjunction yeah. with each other? I just looked at the way I got into subject two is I, I was forced into subject two, actually. And what happened about five years ago when I decided to double down on creative finance, it hasn't been that long. I've been doing creative finance for 10 years, but Five years ago, I decided I'm branding myself as the sub two guy because I had to out of necessity. I had just gotten out of construct my construction business, shut that down. And the biggest customer I had in my construction business went out of business and he filed bankruptcy. And I, because of his bankruptcy, I lost like 1.1, 1.2 million dollars. And I didn't have any cash to go and buy more rentals. And so I was like, oh, I know subject two. I'll just do more of that. And I said, what I focus on will expand. And so I just kept focusing on subject two and seller finance deals, just kept focusing on it. And about a year later, that's all anybody would send me. And I was the sub two guy and I stopped doing cash deals. And then I had a seller one day and I was really like trying to come up with like a sub two logo because I was like, I want to be known as the sub two guy. I want to dominate this niche. And I ultimately want to create a community all around creative finance. 
And I even went to like top creative finance guys, the guys that have been in the business for 40 years and said, let's create a Facebook group together. That's like, you know, the Knights of the creative round table. And let's, I had this vision for like all of us collaborating together and, and coming together with a unified way of educating creative finance and normalizing the conversation around it. And none of them wanted to collaborate with me. They all now want to collaborate with me because they see what I did. But at the time there's like, why would I share my secrets with you? Okay, I'm going to run you over. And I'm, I, how do I pleasantly say that I can see the future and you can't? And so I, one day I'm doing a deal with a seller and the seller sends me a late night text, one o'clock in the morning. Hey, thanks for saving me in this bad situation. I reply back. Isn't it amazing what creative finance can do? That's how I reply to him. He replies back and says, sub two, and puts up, his, puts up a little sub two emoji, little peace sign. I go, that's my logo. And I was like, I, every photo from when I was young, I, I, when I don't wave to people. I'm like, hey, what, what up? Yo, what up? What up? What up? It's like John Lennon or like presidents walk out of planes and go like this. I've always done that. And... I just said, it's the most recognizable emoji. It's the most recognizable thing. It also means, it's like tongue in cheek. Subject two does not mean T-W-O, the number two. So I was like, let's make this fun. And I had the logo for about a year before I launched my community, but I always had Gator in mind. I just didn't know the name was gonna be. I knew that what was gonna happen is I was gonna create a community of people doing tons of real estate deals. And what they were gonna run into was a lack of capital. And so I was gonna have to create a whole nother wing inside of my community that's all about obtaining capital. And one day, this was about two years ago in March, coming up in March, I was teaching Raising Private Capital on my YouTube channel, like a five hours like live YouTube. And it was identifying, remember, I'm, tr I'm trying to become a better educator. And so I'm identifying things through examples like, what's a big lender called? Oh, it's a whale. Okay, what's a, what's a lender that's always wanting way too much money, really short terms, and they're taking advantage of the customer? A shark. I was like, okay, we got a theme here. We got water animals going on. So I came up with swimmers and dolphins and guppies and all these things. And then I came up with the gator. And the gator, when I, it was like the second I said it out loud, I was like, that's the thing that will be named what we're going to call the financial wing of our total community. And it took me nine, nine months or so to craft it. So March till like October. And I worked almost every day on it, four or five hours on crafting legal documents and how does this work and talking to my attorneys and collaborating with other people. And then we launched that, always knowing we were going to launch it. And same thing with my top tier TC wing of our community. That actually, to go back and talk about the mistakes, the failures, the successes, and all the things that happened, top tier TC was supposed to launch before I launched Gator. But I launched top tier TC after Gator. Why? Because the person I brought on as a partner in top tier TC stole everything from me. She came in saw what I was creating. She goes, I'm just going to steal this and I'm going to rebrand it. I'm going to go somewhere else. And I, that pushed me off two years. I lost two years on the launch of top tier TC. What is top tier TC? Well, Gators and sub two community members are doing all these deals. Who's doing all the paperwork? Who's organizing all this? Who's making sure they're keeping their crap in order are the TCs. So originally it was supposed to be sub two launching TC next and then Gator so that it all cohesively has somebody kind of in the middle doing all the paperwork. But things happen. Things are not perfect. Progress is perfect. And so I just kept progressing forward. I said, all right, the TC thing will have to wait for a while. I'm launching Gator. So we launched Gator and it changed the whole game. I get people that come to me showing how we had this lady just the other day, 63, 64 years old, Elvira, made 171 grand in 90 days. Insane. And she didn't have to find the deal, find the buyer, do anything but insert herself into somebody else's deal that needed her to bring in a financial resource. And it wasn't even her money. You know, it's Alpha Gator money or it's maybe some of the money that we bring to the table for Gator. And I look at this weird thing and people are like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I was like, 
I've already been seeing in this my, in my mind for five years. So for me, it's not that amazing. I'm just like next, next iteration, next chapter. I got, we're on currently chapter eight of a 26 chapter dream I wrote. It's insane. And where we're going with this, people, I, I stopped sharing where we're going with it because it is so daunting to know how big this is going to be. And people, it melts their brain. So I just have to dumb it down. Like even my partner, Cody, and my partner, Josiah, and my partner, Ted Head, and Molly, I have to kind of shrink my vision because when I share all of it, I melt people. Yeah, because you were just saying it before. Like you were talking about when you were talking with Ed before you were going on stage at one time, if you knew all the things that were ahead of you, would you still do it? Even one of our partners, Mark, he built this entire street in Atlantic City in New Jersey, and he was asked if he would do it again, and he said no, because if he knew what he knew now, would you go back and do it? So I can totally relate with you on that one. My next question is, now that you've talked about Gator, subject to your TC tiers, um, I think it's really, really powerful understanding, and you talk about collaboration, you talk about abundance, the marriage between creative finance and also what we do on the hard money side yeah. And how you have basically brought in that together. Yeah, we got we had the opportunity to, to work with you now. And I think it's 2.0 of, of what you're doing in Gator, which has been an, an incredible. And I think I don't I heard we go up to 8.0. But you're telling me that might not even be the end because I, it sounds like there's even more past that. But with this, what we're doing, I think, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because, I, you know, Matt was just saying, and I'd love to get your perspective on it because I'm sure it's extremely unique that marriage between, like he said, what we do, we're doing, you know, alpha here. And, and now with alpha Gator, we're doing hard money, more institutional type financing, but for, for real estate investors and creative financing. And it's my belief that both of these things exist together. They, they, they are useful together. And I think it's really interesting for, I think for people to hear how both of these things exist together. We hear it a lot. Like I, you know, I'm learning creative financing. You're, you're kind of the old world. I don't, I don't know if I need you. And we're like, and then other people who are like, oh, that's interesting, but how does this work with what I do? And I would, I would love to hear how you would tell somebody, hey, this is, creative financing is incredible, but there's so many different other things you can do when you marry some, maybe, I don't want to call us old, but kind of the, the older type of money, this more institutional money with creative financing. And, and when you pull them together, what does that yeah. create? It's maybe a hard analogy to draw, but when I had my daughter Corbin, most beautiful thing in my life. Oh my gosh, this is great. I can't imagine my family any other way. Can't imagine how the energy in our house feels any other way. Then we have another child and that child comes in completely different personality and compounds and compounds and compounds all the amazingness in that house. And then you go, I can't imagine it any other way. That's how it is with Gator, Sub2, Top Tier TC, and how they all complement and benefit each other. Here's how it technically does. Guess what? If I buy a house Sub2, seller finance, lease option, anyway, at some point, I will 100% of the time refinance that property. Every time. There's never been a seller finance sub two deal that I've, I, that I've just kept as a sub two deal. I wait seven months, I'm sorry, seven years, 10 years, and I'll extract all the, the equity out of that deal that I built by going out and getting a DSCR loan. Or how about this? Just because I do sub two and seller finance doesn't mean I don't also do fix and flip. Fix and flip is also usually where I get my capital from to put money down on big properties. They all benefit each other. And if you're just doing sub two and you're just do, doing seller finance and you're not looking at the fix and flips, you're not doing Burr, you're not doing DSCR loans on like the Morby method, you are missing half of the entire business. They complement each other. And people that just focus on creative finance, they come to me and go, man, this is all you do. I go, no, I have these other things I do and they complement this. And they're like, oh my gosh, that plays so beautifully together. I'm like, yeah, it's like a harmony. You can't just have trumpets. You imagine going to a symphony and just hearing trumpets play? It's like, bro, this is not Christmas caroling. 
this is supposed to be a symphony. Where's the violins? Where's the flautist? Where, where's the, the cello? Where's all of those things? And so essentially bringing Alpha Gator and the, all the funding options to the table with creative finance, it all harmoniously works together. And I will, I will watch people do wholesale, which doesn't need creative finance or lending. Then go, wait a minute. I can wholesale to a buyer and I can also be the gator who supplies them with alpha funding and I can double dip. I can make money on the wholesale deal and the fix and flip money. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest marriage ever. And same thing with, uh, with sub two and seller finance stuff. People will refinance. And, and when you're building a relationship with people and you go, hey, not only did you buy this sub two or seller finance deal for me, but I want you to know that when you're ready to refinance, pull your equity out of the deal, I can give you that money. And they go, oh, oh you have money? Yeah. So when you're ready, let me know. Oh, I'm ready right now. What do you mean? You just bought a sub two and seller finance deal. Yeah, but I also do fix and flips and I also do the burst strategy on these other deals that I did not buy from you. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I opened your, my mouth because now I have a whole line of business from somebody I just sold one deal to with creative finance. It is a beautiful marriage. I'm really happy you brought it up that way because like, like I said, we've been, just been hearing like, I don't know how. And I think your, your symphony example, your analogy, I think that's the best way to say it. Like, how do you make beautiful music? And it, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier about bringing people together, right? And bringing different types of people together and different avatars. And it, it, I mean, that symphony analogy, I think it's the best one, right? Like if you bring together all different kinds of people who do all different kinds of things, who can see everything differently. Like you're going to make something that that's a beautiful piece of music. You're about I, I to remember make. going to meetups. Check this out. When I first started in the business, I had one thing that I brought to the table. I said, I will buy a deal from you. I was a fix and flipper slash wholesaler. I was like, I'll buy a deal from you. That's all I brought to the table. So then there's other fix and flippers that I would meet. And I'm like, wait, you're my competition. I got to go find the person that has the deal. Right. Whereas now I can go up to that fix and flipper and go, oh, that's awesome. Who are you using for lending? Can I help you save some money? Hey, can we do this? I'll help you out with your refinances. And now my competition becomes my revenue source. It's like I, I was making fun of a kid the other day. He's like allergic to everything. And I was making fun. I was like, this is why you can't get a girlfriend. Girls want to go try all sorts of different types of food. And all you can eat is white rice and, and soda water it's going to be really hard to, for you to find a date because when you ask a girl on a date, she goes, great, where are you going to take me? Your answer is, uh, I'm going to make white rice at my house and I'm going to bring you, wait, what? Where's the restaurant? Where's the this? I want to get tacos. I want to get pizza. Versus if I go into a room full of girls and I'm a single guy, I can ask the question, what's your favorite type of food? And they go, oh, I love sushi. Amazing. I love sushi too. I can give that to you. You want to go on a date with me? Yes, perfect. Then I meet another girl later. Maybe that one doesn't work out or it does work out. I don't know. I go to the ne another girl and I go, what is your favorite type of food? Oh my gosh, I love tacos. I have the best taco spot. Do you want me to take you there? Now I have way more options. I can go on multiple dates with multiple people at, in my dating phase, right? And so when you just choose one business model and you choose one thing rather than have all the clubs in your bag, you're like a dude that can only white, white rice and is asking people to go on dates. You have very little value to provide to somebody on the first date. Whereas when you have Gator and creative finance and wholesaling and fixing flipping, I can, anybody I talk to at a meetup, at a seminar, at a thing, what do you do? Is my first question. What do you have? What do you need? Oh man, I, I'm a, I'm a fix and flipper. I need more deals. Awesome. I can help you out with that. Who are you? Who's funding your deals? Oh, you know, I've, I'm in transition. I've got two guys I work with. Okay, great. What do you like about them? What do you not like about them? I can bring money to you more efficiently and give you better service. Oh, you're a lender? Yes, I am a lender. And I don't have to be a lender. I just can be associated with alpha funding. <laughs> and I can use their money to essentially white label to go do the thing. Think about every conversation I have with somebody is now a meaningful conversation rather than just, uh, we can't help each other. I watch so many people at meetups. Hi, what do you do? 
and they shake hands. And then I awkwardly watch them realize in that moment, we have no value to provide to each other because they're not smart enough to understand the symphony. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just sit there and go, okay. And then they spend 15 minutes, which is 14 and a half minutes too long with each other. <laughs> they need to go find the people that they can actually help. But when you are a gator and you understand creative finance, there's literally nobody in a room that you cannot provide value to and therefore monetize on that relationship. Which what he was just saying about sympathy, sympathy, symphony, but also I, you could use the tool toolbox analogy. What I love how you said having multiple clubs, having enough clubs in the bag. I know you're a golfer and actually yeah. I, I was looking at, and I saw Dixon golf. You actually had a golf company that. You yeah. I still own 10% of the company. I just don't go there anymore. So you're a big golfer. You like to golf. I love golf because it's like, it's just like what we're talking about. Think about how many clubs can you have in a bag? 14, 15 clubs in your bag. Why do you have so many clubs? Well, because every position you're at in the golf course and every distance you're at requires a different club, a different loft, a different distance, a a different everything. That's the beautiful thing about golf. It's not just basketball is like, okay, I have one basketball. I have a shot. Yeah, there's some distances. But man, I don't have trees I have to shoot around. I don't have to go through sand. I don't have to go through these really challenging situations. Guess what? Business is exactly like golf, okay? You can do it by yourself, but it's a lot more fun with other people. And there's this game that we play in golf called Wolf, okay? Let's say I'm playing with a group of guys, three other guys, so four total people. We all play one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one. And every hole, whoever wins, meaning I, I got a three, I got my ball in the hole in three shots, they got it in five, I beat them on that hole. I get to pull a club out of their bag. Oh. That's evil. Pro- producer Joe, he's actually, he's it, waving at us right now. He's actually saying, I've played that before. That's amazing. It's such a fun evil. game. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. What am I pulling out of somebody's golf bag on hole number one if I win hole if I win the first hole? Driver. Well, it kind of depends on what the next hole is. Let's say it's a long hole and they need their driver. I'm pulling their driver out because I want them to have to use an iron or something. Can you pull a Let's putter? say I win that hole. <laughs> Guess what freaking club I'm pulling out of their bag now? The putter. I was going to say, the putter and the driver. Putter driver's gone. <laughs> now you're on a down. Now you're on a downhill trajectory. You are sliding badly, and I have everything in my advantage. So if I could go up to, if somebody could come up to me and say, "I want to beat pace in the in the business world," what clubs would you take out of my bag first and foremost? It would be Creative Finance and Gator. You take those out. I now provide very little value to anybody in the marketplace besides, hey, I can buy a deal from you. you. I do not want those clubs pulled out of my bag because that's where it's my driver and my putter, the two most important freaking clubs in my bag. And these wholesalers and fix and flippers are running around with like a seven iron in their entire bag. They have one club. Good luck beating me. I got 14. I know. You get stuck behind a tree. You get in a sand trap. You got a putt with a seven iron. Good luck. And there you go. It, the symphony is like a golf bag, 14 different clubs based on your situation. And I have more than 15, 14 or 15 strategies to make money. Therefore, everybody I communicate with is an opportunity for me to make money. And so when people say, why do you care so much? You spend so much time with people. I'm like, I spend time with people because I can literally make money in every conversation. I think that's, that's the part, right? And I think that's what makes it all work is like the time and learning all of these different pieces, putting in the effort, having the determination, that's where all the money is. Like if you, if you get too tunnel visioned, then you're cutting yourself. You were talking, one of the very first things you said when we started talking was about opportunity. You want to touch every single opportunity. And every time you don't, you see an opportunity that you haven't touched it, it, it gives you like, you know, makes you anxious because that's an opportunity you wanted to touch. I think I think that's the thing, right? It's like, there's so many different ways to make money. There's so many different ways to do things. You need to be able to touch all of them. You need to be able to do all the different pieces and always find a way to extract. Never walk away from a conversation without being able to know, I can make money with you, from you. I can make money for you. And, and all those, 
I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, and the that's flip the side, key. and the flip side is also knowing who you are, your identity. What is you? What do you want your niche to be? And I think that's amazing with you, Pace. You've really you understood what your niche was. You created that, and then you branded it around it. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. I really want to, as we quickly wrap up here, I also want to plug, you have a new book that is uh, out, Wealth Without Cash, a, to supercharge your real estate investing with subject to seller financing and other creative deals. Uh, if anyone wants to get that book, you can, I know it's on Amazon, right? Pace, where, where can people find the book? Yeah, Amazon's a good spot. Okay. Um, also, you, you mentioned a bunch of um, videos. You were talking about your avatar, YouTube. Where can people find both the free information that you're giving, just giving out into the community? And where can they also find more information about Gator? And, and sub um, Okay, so go to my YouTube channel, type in Gator. Type in Gator Pace Morby. And there's like 10 Gator videos on there. Go watch a bunch of free Gator stuff. There's links in the description if you guys want to join the Gator community and actually get access to the contracts and the community and people to handhold you through your deals. And if you're like, I wish I knew my avatar, go watch my avatar series it's on YouTube. It's a six hour video. I actually did two or three of them, expanded on them and really, and really made it more specific on each avatar. And I will continue. I'm writing a book right now. It's a 30 chapter book, lots of colorful pictures, elementary level, all about breaking down your avatar. That won't come out till like 2026, but YouTube is awesome and it's completely free. And I'm not one of those guys that does like eight minute videos. I do some of those every once in a while, but for the most part, my YouTube video, our average length is an hour long or more. That's amazing. So, I mean, everybody out there listening, go there, look at these resources. Don't waste time on it. Like he's giving, he's giving away the goods. Like he's giving you I the give entry away point. more <laughs> than people charge 50 grand for. I mean, completely. And it's, it's interesting that just going back to that moment, that was, that was the thing. Um, is there anything else that you would like to talk to our community of, of people who listen to us that you would want to tell them, you know, going back to what, you know, I think the core of what we're talking about, about starting that moment, be finding your avatar, like what would be the thing you would say to help somebody literally get up out of their chair right now, go and be like, let's get started. What would you want to okay, tell so them? I would watch the avatar series. Even if you're watching the avatar series and you identify your avatar and you go, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, I know that's me. I also give you very specific steps with your avatar in that avatar series. So it'll tell you exactly what to do. Every avatar is different. Watch the whole thing. Why? Because you're going to meet other avatars. And we do a lot of meetups. We do 115 meetups across the country every single week. Next week, I'll, I'm doing an Arizona and a Utah one. I don't go to all of them. My community runs them. You're more than welcome to go to them. Go and meet my community members and get to know their avatars because if you understand their avatars, you know what they need in their business and you there, therefore know what to bring them in order to monetize in their business and in yours. So figure out your avatar. Go to my meetups. You can go to the meetups, whereispace.com. You can find meetups there. And go connect with other people and say, what's your avatar? My avatar is this. And other people that have watched the avatar series will immediately know how you can help them and how they can help you. It cuts out all the BS in 10 seconds. I also want to thank you, Pace. Just You always talk about having the attitude of gratitude. Having you come on here today means a lot. Uh, the, our partnership with Alpha Gator Funding it's, it's been a great start. Uh, we already had a couple of success stories already to start, but I just want to thank you for, you know, choosing Alpha and aligning with us because, you know, we're really looking forward to how this continues to evolve. And taking the time out of your busy schedule. You're everywhere. And that, the fact you sat down with us for an hour, we're so appreciative of your time. Oh, guys, you, you guys are the best. We appreciate you. We're just getting started in our relationship with you. Just wait. 2024, 25, 26 are going to be huge for, for our partnership. So thank you guys so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to be part of this symphony. I'm, this is yes, yeah. me too. really exciting. And we're really working on like, I, I don't know. I, tr I played the trombone when I was younger. <laughs> I'm really working on my trombone right now. Alpha Gator I funding. I was just telling, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Julie from, from your team. And we're putting out some videos on all of our different loan programs that we have, how to navigate the process, just like with you, where you pour into your, your students, your community. We're putting up videos on there, more and more content. So if anyone's watching, 
Alpha Gator Funding, if you're an affiliate or just anyone who wants to get funding through the Gator community, we're going to have a lot more content that's going to be putting up, that will be put up on the website uh, in 2024. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much again, Pace. We really appreciate it. Yeah, in honor right, guys, of you, Pace. Day. Yeah, in honor of you, Pace. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Thanks. see you later. It's been an incredible season with you, Mike. Uh, I just want to, you know, quickly, if you are a listener, if you're checking this out for the first time or if you've been watching, make sure you like us, follow us. We have our podcast platforms as, you know, however you're listening to your podcast, Spotify, you have Apple, there's all different ones. Wherever you want to listen, wherever you want to do it, there is a place for you. But make Doesn't sure, matter where it is, you make can sure, find us. Make sure you like it. Post a comment. We want to hear feedback because, you know, looking into the new year, we're going to be starting in probably early 2024, and we have some amazing ideas of how we want to continue to build this. Um, but definitely like us, comment. Also, please follow us on our YouTube page, Alpha Funding. And also we have an Instagram page, at The Mike and Matt Show. So please show us your support. We appreciate you. It's been an amazing first year. We've had some amazing people on, Mike. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, man. And to anybody out there, if there's somebody special you want us to talk to, send us a message on Instagram. Send us a message anywhere on any of the places you can find us, and we'll, we'll try to figure that out. So, um, man, this has been great. Happy New Year, bud. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.